Welcome back. Whew. Who are, who are you talking to? Wait, what do you mean welcome back? Didn't we didn't we do this Sp- last week? Sp- Spencer, we talked about this. Oh god. I was I I remember I went on a podcast last week and it wasn't it with you guys? So we have to confess a few things to you, Jason. Huh, okay. First of all, Ryan and I weren't on that podcast last week. No. No. The um the one where we talked about Mountain West football? Yeah, no. no yeah, that was that was Cheetah Rivera that you thought was me. Yeah. Actually you oh. were on we booked you for this American life. Okay, yeah. Well I mean I was I was on this podcast and I, I swore it was you guys. Um it wasn't. It, it, it was, you know, it sounded like uh, just like normal nope. white guys, and everyone's kind of talking like they were like swallowing their tongues while they were talking. Yeah, a little, um, a little adenoidal and self-absorbed. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, I thought it was kind of a joke, but it, it, it seemed pretty normal, really. It like a joke that just kept going for hours and hours, right? I mean, like, when have we not done that? So, w- valid point. <laughs> We're basically indistinguishable from Iron oh. Class's finest. Boom. Boom. Pay, pay us. Pay us. Well, the, the confession is that last week where there would have been a shutdown full cast, we were in California without you. Hmm. Sorry. Did you, did you the internet in California? Yes, we the the internet is was invented in California. Okay, so you 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 were aware that um I didn't have to go on all those other podcasts. Yes. And you, you and, and, chose you chose to send me to them. Yes. And instead of doing that, uh, we went to the national title game and did a podcast in a hot tub. Yeah. Oh, well, that doesn't sound any fun, so. Yeah. So it, it was terrible. Yeah. So I, felt, I felt really terrible the next day. Real, really ashy and dry. Mm-hmm. Actually, so. it was like we woke up and we had sort of slept in lie. Like, I, I even took a shower and woke up the next day and still felt like my entire body needed a chapstick dip. I think that's what it must have felt like to be impressed into naval service, like, in the 18th century. <laughs> I'm sure it was exactly like that, Ryan. <laughs> that you were, this, that four pampered fat men in a hot tub. Wait, hey. how long were you guys in the hot tub? Like, two and a half hours. Yeah. Wow, you're really, really tough guys. It's exactly. It was just like being impressed into the British Navy. <laughs> we were well fed. We had uh, computers hooked up to microphones, and yeah, but yeah. I had to sleep in a twin bed. So yeah, oh. and, and he, he did have barbaric. To, he did have to sleep in a twin bed. <laughs> well, I got to sleep in somebody's room. It was one of those houses where you should know this about Dan Rubenstein's mother. She's kept all of their rooms the same. Yeah, she really has. Jill's fantastic, but you should know this. One, she'll make you good carne asada. And two, that I slept in a room decorated with 20 years' worth of 49ers memorabilia. <laughs> huh. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Not a single Mike Singletary reference. Not a I Mike s- Singletary reference in the whole place. Now, is that Dan's room? No, no. That's another uh, Ruben Steen brother. Yeah, oh, okay. this, is, this would be Alex. So there's one, who like, there's, one, there's one of them who likes pro sports. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Through no fault of their own. They're from California. They didn't get right. everything right. Right. Yeah. So, but but they at least they did choose the San Francisco 49ers, which is a connection to college football because they're basically like you know, big lot Stanford, right? 
if you can't get Stanford, you, you root for the 49ers. I don't know if they're big lot Stanford. They're more, if you can't get Sprite, they're the 7-Up. Yeah, the Pepsi brand. Yeah, they're the, is Pepsi okay Stanford? Right, right. Yeah. So, Which, so, those Stanford kids, I, if you told them, is Pepsi okay, I kind of think they would say, yeah. Just, you know, that's how <laughs> strange they are. That's how barely human those people are. I know. They'd probably, okay. say, they'd probably say, why would you have a preference about that? Yeah. What, what kind of wine is Pepsi? <laughs> well, it depends on what prison toilet you're making it in, Raya. <laughs> oh, that Stanford experiment was fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Shutdown Fullcast. Uh, I am Spencer Hall. Joining me is uh, Celebrity Hot Tub, a.k.a. Ryan. Hello. And uh, Jason Kirk, college football editor. SB Nation. Hey! Hey! That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's, that's good and awkward. You should make sure you, it's, that you... It's my rapper ad-lib, too. <laughs> hey! Hey! Are you on... Are you... Now, I know you did a podcast last week. You probably dropped <laughs> so your, many. Own, yes. your own podcast and mixtape out in them streets. Did you do the most hipster podcast of them all? The unrecorded podcast? Yeah. Well, in in uh, fairness, we have one of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, actually. We did do one of those. That was great. That was, that was great. Yeah, that was a really good one, too. I remember we talked about, like, um, I don't remember anything we talked about. It's okay. <laughs> it was really good, though. It was great. It's like the best podcast that was never, ever. It was. Um, we had a, uh, an equipment malfunction for the folks at home, just to fill, bring you behind the curtain here. An equipment malfunction, and uh, Spencer described the recording as Ryan and I talking on the moon to ourselves. <laughs> which I, I think he should release. Which, which sounds kind of good to me. It, it, might, it might secretly be amazing. It might really, especially because it's it's like a conversation with the dead. I can put all, I can put like spooky noises <laughs> or you can just like or you can just play like um you know just like a really good like Bobby Bowden speech or something to fill in the fill in the blanks. Or you can just release it as a kids tape and kids can talk to Yeah, they can sing along. Jason. Yeah. It's interactive. It's educational. Could put it in a Teddy Ruxpin and make that bitch gibber. Hell yeah. The last week uh, I was at the national title game, which that's the end of the season. And I have to say, quality end. You don't usually get the crescendo and the thundering finish at the end. Usually it's either uh, a smattering of interesting events and then a landslide and or kind of an underplayed, like a Auburn-Oregon kind of game where both teams are sort of arrhythmic and kind of out of their mode. That wasn't this game, not in the least. No, but can I be the downer? Please. Is that, um, it did kind of make me want to be like, oh, so this is like Florida State tested, and I would like to see them. I would like to see that again. Like if we had been able to go from that game a week later, two weeks later, whatever, have Florida State, Michigan State, like that would be pretty fun. Yeah, but, thanks for thanks for ruining it, Notre Dame. But FSU fans um, would remind you that Auburn had uh, FSU's play calls, so therefore, um, the reason the score wasn't sixty to two was because of that. Well, so who, oh, who's Michigan fault? State doesn't know those. So. Who, whose fault is that? Um, Satan towel manufacturers. I like that. A great credit to the FSU team comes in the form of four towels 
I would like if they – the towels are fine, but I would like if they got one of those. You remember those – I haven't seen one anymore, so I assume they're discontinued. You know those big panoramic things people used to put in their windshields to keep ah, so yeah. their car wouldn't overheat? And sometimes yeah. it'd have like an image of a sexy pink beach or something. That's what I hope they hold up. Yeah, or it's like it's like sunglasses. Yeah. The picture of sunglasses. <laughs> uh, I know one. I know one Florida State fan who would probably buy five of them or five hundred of them if you sold them in bulk and discount. That'd be Bud Elliott. Uh, <laughs> the man is a master, a bargain master. <laughs> Folks at home, there's another another nugget for you. <laughs> Bud Elliott will he buys cheap things, astoundingly cheap things. He do buys. you think? He, do you think he's just preparing for a very specific doomsday? He's preparing for all doomsdays. <laughs> That and he's uh, he's prepared for whatever uh, comes his way, be it minor inconvenience. Oh, hello, giant pile of wet wipes I bought for five dollars on a price differential site, uh, or major inconvenience: five Honda generators fully gassed up, ready to go in the garage of this house I don't pay for. You're like, bud, why do you have a paint bucket full of mouse pads? Well, you never know when you're going to need them. Is 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 there a person in Florida who doesn't have a Honda generator lying around? <laughs> um, yes, I can't conceive of that. Yes, Every, everyone who needs one doesn't have one. Oh, okay. I, I would attribute. I, I would go ahead and say the answer to that is everyone's stealing electricity from their neighbors. Oh, so a good thirty percent of the Florida population, right there. So every every household, one way or another, is being run off generator. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. I I would also say this: the game itself. Really fun to watch in person. Let me lodge the one complaint about the Rose Bowl, which is otherwise perfect. The, the press boxes aren't open air. Of all places, LSU, hmm. LSU has the capacity to be an open air press box in the most hellish of uh, climates. And yet the Rose Bowl blocks their reporters in like so many caged gerbils. Well, that's, that's probably for UCLA games, right? Like bored UCLA fans would just roam up there and start start tearing out electronics and sleeping there. <laughs> you know, they're rabid. They, Are they known they, for that? Well, once they get in the roof, oh, you got to call an exterminator. <laughs> so they're, they're so they're just uh, they're like altitude sensitive. Like they get up too high, they they snap. Yeah, they just burrow. Which fans? Okay. Which fans are the most persistent type of household vermin? Wow. Um, because if UCLA fans that's get a big in, question, if UCLA, if UCLA fans get in your roof, I'm just going to go ahead and say, let's see, Notre Dame fans are probably some sort of antiquated animal that's been around since the dawn of time. A mongoose. Let, let's just say, oh, oh, no, that's, yeah. that, that, that's speedy. That's fast. It just sounds old. How about silver? How about silverfish? Oh, that's good. Ugh. You're not really sure if they're dangerous or not, but you don't like them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gross without even, like, having gross qualities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put Florida fans as bees okay. um, because uh, they get in the walls and then they sting everything, but then nothing happens. So they're bumblebees. Yes, exactly. Bumblebees. Large, loud, noisy, affecting no change whatsoever. Might be a little bitter with the current regime, but that's just me. Uh, Northwestern fans are a bird that accidentally flies in your house and just wants to get out and doesn't know how. <laughs> Please let me out. Doesn't, Please. doesn't even know the game they're playing. Maybe Northwestern fans are the cat that gets in your house. You know, like the cat that goes, oh, oh God, what have I done? 
I'd just start spraying. And then um, Penn State fans would just be the wasp that's like wedged underneath, like between your gutters mm-hmm. that like you could spray it, but it's just going to fall on you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just leave it there. Uh, oh, let me just say, Alabama fans, you've got possums. Yeah, under <laughs> under the house. Th- th- them, them under the house possums having babies. Maybe raccoons because raccoons are just even less shy than possums. Like mm-hmm. a raccoon will just like while you're sleeping, come up and try to steal your face. Oh, 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 and occasionally rabbit. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty spot on. I mean, also, I, I sort of thought all these were rabid. Also, similarity between Alabama fans and raccoons, y- you can distract most of them with uh, pound cake on the end of sticks. Okay. Yeah. Is, that, is, is, that a, uh, is that a raccoon remedy? I had a friend, of, <laughs> a friend of mine in college who was an idiot and kind of a redneck would go down just outside of the dorm, outside of Weaver Hall at University of Florida, Ryan. Oh, yeah, I know it. Yeah, he would go down to those trees in between uh, Weaver and another dorm and would feed him, like, nickel pound cakes, the little pound cakes you could buy for, like, 25 cents, right? Right, probably so, purchased at the Oasis. Exactly, and would get, like, 20 of those and put them on the end of sticks and feed them to the raccoons who would swarm him. And he had to stop doing it. <laughs> One, because he was an idiot, and two, because one day he went out there and they were waiting like a mob. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. Was he, like, trying to raise an army, but he lost control? <laughs> I think so. Is I this think, a parable? I think he had a Colonel Kurt situation. His methods became unsound. His soldiers <laughs> began to sort of vacillate between worship, fear, and hatred of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in other words... Alabama fans. Yeah, yeah. I think you uh, laid that one out pretty definitively. Yeah, in a metaphor that nobody wanted. But there you go anyway. I would also say this about uh, the the title game, that I don't think I've seen anybody um, look quite as overjoyed to win that game as much as Jimbo Fisher. Like, he looks stunned to be there. I don't even think, if you ask Jimbo Fisher now, I don't think he knows that he won the national title game. I don't think he'll sink in for like three months. He kind of looked like, and I don't mean this like, you know, completely in a derogatory fashion. I think he seemed very surprised that it happened at all. Wow. Well, he's known to be an emotional man. We've seen him him (laughs) slump to his face during a game. (laughs) No, he looked like somebody who honestly didn't know he could win. And and I, I don't know if that's, you know, because he is so tightly strung and speaks so quickly, but I think he's the kind of guy who probably just blurred right over it. Like, he's probably holding up the trophy, and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. i got to call recruits. What is alternate universe Jimbo Fisher, who's who got the head coaching job at UAB, what is yeah. he doing in 2014? Leaving for our, uh, Louisville as well. Okay. Offensive coordinator <laughs> for the University of Alabama. <laughs> oh, man. Lane needed that job. <laughs> Has Lane Kiffin ever really needed a job? Can well, the you thing imagine? about that is if that one's occupied, then Lane just moves up a rung higher, and he's like the Detroit Lions head coach. He's, so sen- he, he's senator now. You know you know the one time that I can remember Lane Kiffin really not causing any trouble and just sort of being quiet and keeping to himself? When he didn't have a job this season. Hey. Like, that's the only time he's not an asshole. Maybe he's better off unemployed. <clears throat> 
Yeah, he did TV, and everyone said, uh, "Hey, he's he's pretty good at this." Well, yeah, but they they said it in the same way that like if you bring a kid to dinner and the kid just sits there quietly and doesn't spill too much, we're like, "Oh, what a well-behaved child!" That that was the grading curve Lane Kiffin was on. He didn't spill a damn thing. He didn't spill anything at all. They can edit the hell out of those. Live, I'm not buying it. I he didn't spill any spaghetti at all. You know, I would believe that game day used CGI. CGI bib. That's right. Yeah, it's gr- it's green, so you couldn't see it. If only, if only to explain Kirk Herbstreit's hair coloring for the past two years. Mm. At one point, it was guy lights, and then it went into a full sort of robust copper blonde that not found in nature. It changes with the seasons. It does, and and I think I think that that can be largely explained with CGI. Uh, I think you explained that with he moved to Nashville. <laughs> he just started to look, you know, everyone who just moved, sort of started to look like one of those countrymen. Oh, Jason, you just took me down the off ramp to like my easiest kicking, do- kicking dog. <laughs> Go for it. Stephen Godfrey, turn the podcast off now. Find me that dog. Find me that dog to kick, Jason. Earmuffs, Godfrey. Because if you watch the show Nashville, you'll notice this. There's oh. the same. There's the same actor who plays every dude, every dude. And that's actually very accurate because. Uh, above a certain level of income and a certain age, everyone in Nashville looks the same. All the women turn blonde, and all of the guys turn into uh, the guy lighted sort of. Uh, they'll wear the, the the flare collar shirts, right? Uh, untucked because you know you gotta let the burden of middle age breathe a little bit between the belt loop and uh, the nipples. So. It's very accurate, and I think if Kirk Herbstreit's done that, then he probably goes to the same man barber that, that all of them go to. Yeah. And also, he's um, not from the South, like everyone on that show. Yes, exactly. And, and we'll probably at one point start... I bet he owns a tractor he doesn't use. That's my guess. A decorative tractor? Decorative tractor. Another very Nashville thing. I'm a man of the land. I'm going to buy me a decorative tractor. Keep it out there. No. Nope. No, I'm going to mow the backyard with this. Nope. <laughs> you just hired a guy. Just going to hire a dude like everybody else <laughs> who actually knows how to do it without choking it out from first to second gear. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Tractors don't have gears, dipshit. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Herb Street. <laughs> that's how you cut grass. Who are we mad at right now? I'm not even sure. Uh, I think Spencer's mad at Nashville. Okay. Um, and we're just sort of going along with that. Okay. Mm. But Nashville, of course, the dominant city of our time, so dominant <laughs> and so magnetic that it managed to keep one of coaching's brightest lights. Oh. Woody Weidenhofer, who they fired. And then they hired somebody even better. <laughs> James Franklin. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's revise that for you ahead of time, Nashville. Ne'er-do-well con artist and scalawag carpetbagger. James Franklin. That one who dares to offer scholarships to high school football players. Oh, I thought you were going to say... free them from going to play for Vanderbilt. I thought you were going to say Rick Trickett. Nobody says Rick Trickett. Ever. (laughs) We're the first people to ever (laughs) say those words. No, we're talking about James Franklin, who retreated back to that cocoon of iniquity and union-dominated labor. The the, the Mid-Atlantic. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania to go to Penn State. Um, my hot take, I, I kind of like to hire. 
I, I think he kind of likes the money. So mm. yeah, how much? Yeah, how, how much are they paying that man? Well, it's, isn't it like uh, four and four and a half million? Yeah, four point five is the reported figure. That's top ten money. Ooh, mm-hmm. and uh, probably let's see, four point five and those bonuses wins a couple of things. He's probably over five mil on the year now. Somewhere around there. But what do you do with four million dollars in state college? Like, how much ice cream can you buy? Well, it's time to find out, isn't it? Oh, is he is he going to get ice cream fat? Oh, yes. <clears throat> All right, now I'm on board with this hire. He's got a face that could really support a lot of weight. <clears throat> like, I don't want to say he has a big head. Right. Maybe, but you know, maybe it's just the hairstyle that makes his head look big. But I, I think his head could really support an extra chin without uh, making him look, you know, like a really fat guy. You know, I, th- I think he I think he could pull off big guy well. I don't think anybody's ever referred to James Franklin's hairstyle before. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, well, I what else to, would you call it? I tend to think of it as more a bone style. <laughs> it's, it's more a way of covering his skull with skin. I mean, when yeah. was the last time do you think James Franklin had hair? It's It's been a minute. I am. He, he took one look at it and got so darn mad it just burned right off. That's how intense he is. You can't keep hair up there. He's like the sprinters who, like, shave you know their entire body so they can run faster he shaves his head so he can recruit faster that's it just do everything a little bit faster man also the intensity just scorches it off the top of his skull before he has a chance to even grow a follicle just also might be some kind of like cult thing if you're a former like member of the ron prince coaching staff which let's not forget that (laughs) james franklin former member of the ron prince experience at k-state that's a NFL offensive coordinator, Ron Prince, to you, sir. Yeah, I'm, that's NFL head coach in waiting. Did he, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> did he get that job for sure? It doesn't matter. We're going to make fun of it anyway. Yeah, that's, it's, listen. What, what do you care about truth? I mean, he's Ron Prince. Surely he's working in the NFL. Surely he's qualified. He Look, I think the one thing we can say about Ron Prince is that he always leaves a place better than when he found it. Right? We Rutgers. Could, that is one thing we could say. Rest well, stop well, bathrooms. Well, all of them. Well, better. One could say that. <laughs> <laughs> all, all three of us <laughs> could say that. We could say any of those things. Well, he, he ushered Rutgers right into the Big Ten. I don't believe that happens without um, without Ron Prince to lead the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, I think uh, a number of people also on that staff. Uh, or at least this is the, the the one I saw DC sports blog, Dan Steinberg tweeting about this, that, that on that Maryland staff that James Franklin was on, not a, not a considerable number of like fairly good coaches on that staff. Bill O'Brien was on that staff. Um, so they're, you know, buddies in abandoning Penn state, you know, when James Franklin takes the Eagles job, when Chip Kelly comes home to Florida, um, <laughs> The number of fan fictions I have written to get rid of Bill Mustang. Slip that in there. Yeah, <laughs> just they're endless and they're sad. And I've posted them all on GeoCities for you to read. Um, don't correct my typos. My passion doesn't know correct spelling. Then, uh, additionally, Charlie uh, Charlie Taff, Charlie Taffy, however you say his name, uh, current offensive coordinator for UCF team that you know just hung fifty two on Baylor in a bowl game like it was nothing. So, a not a, a pretty impressive collection of people 
on a staff for a coach who, uh, for like the last two or three years, was apparently napping for two, for two to three years before he was fired and then got really upset about it. Love you, Fridge. Uh, another coaching hire I wanted to, uh, to ask about, uh, now that we have taken Vanderbilt's coach and put him somewhere else, we do have to fill the spot at Vanderbilt. Oh. Hmm. Well, if Will Muschamp has to go, I mean, <laughs> I, we, we've tried to sell him on everybody at this mm-hmm. point. It's so sad. It is kind of sad. The, the man's done a, uh, a decent job, considering. Um, what the fuck are you saying? Jason? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm trying to sell a boat. It's just getting worse and worse. <laughs> I'll give you the boat. You can have the boat. Just take it. Will Muschamp is our boat, man. Now, if if he's a boat, why are I mean, we buying his boat? He's a boat that um, everyone's complaining about it not sailing right. But there, there's a damn hurricane of torn ACLs and so forth. So of course the boat's not going to sail straight. Do you want the boat? Dude, that's the question. <laughs> we'll give you the boat. Do I want the boat? Jason, do you have, like, a family event that needs a coach? We will give you the boat. Um, my, uh... No my, uh, my, my FIFA team... You want a kneeboard? We'll is, throw a kneeboard in. a new manager, so... Jeff Driscoll is the kneeboard. I'll, I'll, it'll be full of gas when we drop it off. Yeah. Give you a sixer. No, why would Will Muschamp be full of gas? Oh, you've obviously <laughs> not listened to one of his press conferences. It's too easy, friend. <laughs> Just teeing it up. <laughs> right there. You know, I mean, I, we've, we've always asked for balance on offense. I can't even. It's gotten to the point where it's not like I can't watch his press conferences. I can't follow along on Twitter with the people I know who are tweeting out quotes. I have to turn Twitter off. I get too angry. But to get back to your question, I'm sorry, we got distracted. You wanted to know who Vandy should hire, but I hope that they do hire Mike Loxley. I hope they go back to that. (laughs) Well, they say, you know what? Here's a young man doing things at Maryland. (coughs) Good recruiter. Because Mike Loxley in Nashville, he's going to do some damage. Oh, God. And bonus Vanderbilt fans, you won't have to wonder about the race of your coach. Why are you staging a fight club at Pearl Cone High School, Coach Loxley? <laughs> it's called Cruton. Y'all need to learn. <laughs> Why'd you get into a fist fight with Kenny Chesney? <laughs> he just wanted a helmet and a tiny jersey. I just what? wanted to see the headline. NCAA sanctions Vanderbilt. <laughs> Four-year bowl ban. <laughs> coach Loxley, why'd you try to expense a taser? <laughs> why'd you try to expense ten tasers? <laughs> Bottom from bud. Oh, good lord. No, I think another guy for that Vanderbilt job, while we're selling people on the job, we consistently push for jobs because <laughs> it's not that we want you to have the best coach. We, we want you to have the best coach for our purposes. And, and that would be a man who could really bring some heaven to, oh. uh, to mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, which would be Houston Nutt. That's fulfilling the Houston Nutt prophecy, which is that Houston Nutt must at one point in his life coach every SEC team once. He'll get to him. He'll get to him. Uh, now, now, one argument could be, you know, they have trouble filling the stands. Here's a man who um, has been has proven himself capable of delivering people in bulk, just sheer sheer cargo 
tankers full of yeah, humans. Yeah, I was going to say, you're making him sound like a human trafficker. Yeah, yeah. He's well, ba- I mean, well, Houston Nut basically is... 38 people on a signing day or okay. whatever it was without okay. some sort of dabbling in the underworld. He's a coyote. That's what you're saying. Sure, sure. Which, that's exactly what Vanderbilt needs. <laughs> a coyote. You know, like I was on the Mexican border. Prowling, picking people up, getting them on board. <laughs> plus, plus, Vanderbilt, private institution... Not subject to the state freedom of information laws. Oh, yeah. mm. it's, it's the Wild West up there, man. <laughs> we ought to go take that job. Thus defanging Houston Nuts' number one weakness besides football. The FOIA. Sexting. The FOIA. Oh, I really wish. I would love. He's invincible now. <laughs> you can't kill him. He's going to win five games a year no matter what you do. <laughs> He was successful at Boise State. I'm saying. He built that program. I like the idea of him going to Vanderbilt and, like, Hogville trying to take him down. (laughs) (laughs) Just just distantly, just finding things he'd done wrong in Nashville, right? Like, (laughs) I heard he missed his cable attachment appointment. (laughs) The man was there. He waited for 15 minutes. He called and texted. Nothing. Nothing. Wasted his time. That's a felony under Tennessee law. Um. Speaking of successful former Boise State coaches, I got a man who already owns plenty of black and gold, Dan Hawkins. Oh, the hawk. The you know, he got plenty to prove. <laughs> you know what, guys? We're going to get a lot smaller. That's what <laughs> I want none of you to eat this off. <laughs> Already, uh, you know, at, at Vandy, schools like Stanford and uh, Northwestern, you have to be a national recruiter. You can't just focus on your geographic area. Um, this is a man with who's already worked with a national scope. Granted, the nation was Canada, but still. I got this great 160-pound left tackle for Manitoba. He'll recruit the hell out of Alberta. Those we're out of Canada references, I think. There's a uh, there's one called uh, St. John's, isn't that in Canada? Uh, yes, <laughs> yep, sir. Yep, yeah. that's right. Yep. The teams that made college football great didn't have a lineman who weighed more than 205 pounds. Yeah, think about that. In the in the 1872 national title game, <laughs> there weren't any anybody over 114 pounds. Let's get back to basics. Yeah, that's great. We're gonna we're you talk about going old school. We're going old school. I want y'all to have this polio. Half of you need to get syphilis. <laughs> and the other half will also get syphilis. Should That's be pre- kind of how syphilis works. Should be pretty easy. We're in the Bible Belt. <laughs> Just try to remain abstinent. You'll all have syphilis in three days. But yeah, why not? Why not? Why not, Dan Hawkins? There's mm-hmm. no argument against it. No, there you go. Literally none. Also <laughs> amusing to me that uh, in the coaching carousel, a couple of people have lost. Uh, one, Jeremy Pruitt going from Florida State to UGA. Which is something no one understands. Like, that it's not necessarily a move up. I think it could be argued that the UGA and Florida State jobs are at this point pretty lateral. Can we start an irresponsible rumor that Georgia secretly promised him that Mark Richt will retire or be let go within two years and then he'll become the head coach? Yes. All right. Well, I I think we could pretty fairly speculate that – that that Mark Richt would at at some point would want to dedicate his life to something a little bit more uh, ethereal than the game of football. You're talking that, about uh, high diving. Yes, high diving. That either <laughs> high diving or uh, or uh, cable television. Assassin's Creed Four. Assassin's Creed Four. It's it's supposed to be a really good game. Mark Richt there, just there, will not of, stop talking about it. There's a lot of high diving in Assassin's Creed Four, though. 
right? I, I would, yeah, there's actually. It's like every so, Assassin's Creed game. It's got a high dive. Yeah. You, except you jump into a hay bale. No athlete closer to God than the high diver. That's true. Or the assassin. Maybe oh. this is it. Like if Mark huh. Rick retired. Mark Rick just, is an assassin? Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> it's a know, whole thing. It is. There's, there's uh, a backstory. Yeah. yeah. There's always a backstory. He, is, uh, he, did, he did go to Miami, so. That's true. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he's from like Oklahoma or something. It's what? not really an assassin if you're not getting paid to kill. Oh, so. sorry, sorry, Miami. It's, it's more of a hobby at that point. <laughs> that's just that's just love of the game. <laughs> you know, you just can't you just can't stay away from it. Uh, I think at this point, if Mark Rich started his press conference by saying, "I've missed a lot of things," you know, by working the hours that I do and by having the job that I do, and it's time to catch up on them, and he just arrayed all like six Grand Theft Auto games. Just one at a time, giving really like detailed, borderline <laughs> obsessive descriptions of each one. Right, Fa- Fast and the Furious Four. <laughs> I need to catch up on these. We, the death of Paul Walker really shook me. We open on Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> well, what is a man if he is not? Tasting the fruits of his labor. And he just sits in his lake house and watches Fast and the Furious movies for like a month straight. And does the Mac Brown thing where as soon as he retires, his Twitter feed becomes interesting. So we have Mark Rick live tweeting an entire run through the Fast series. Where, where are the traffic police? This would, this, would not, this would never fly in Athens. This would not stand in Athens. I really don't believe an ejection seat is a practical and or realistic piece of equipment, but you convinced me otherwise, Fast and Furious. What's wrong with Vin Diesel's face? Could you <clears throat> at Athens Fast and Furious? The movie would be over in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> it's like someone walks to his car and nope, nope, nope. I didn't like your approach. That's the, it. the five policemen for every college student in that town <laughs> pretty much nip any police chase in the butt. Like Grand Theft Auto Athens would just be like instant five star wanted rating, right? Like it would just it would just basically be the mini games. Yeah. Like you can play putt putt. <laughs> You're golfing. You cannot drive to putt putt. You can drop, drop your Starbucks on the street. Woo! Dropping Starbucks in an alley. <laughs> Four stars. You better call the uh, SWAT team out. In the SWAT, it's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not a uh, SWAT team you can evade. It, it's just you dropped it. You're in jail. Yeah, wasted. That game sucks. <laughs> And then the rest of the game, you just sit there waiting for your public defender. Great. Now I'm just going to see, like, every UGA player who gets arrested for some misdemeanor bullshit this season, right? Like, passed out on the bottom. Oh, there already was one. Yeah, there already was one, yeah. Uh, Shaq Wiggins got arrested for, I believe, driving on a suspended license? Yeah, I think it was a license infraction. It was one of those It, it was one of those being young and disorganized misdemeanors. So, yeah, the paperwork. Basically, just like, son, get your shit together. Tickled a friend in the library. Yeah, exactly. Passed out on the floor of a bathroom, and all of a sudden, the Grand Theft Auto macro comes on. Boom! Wasted. Everything turns gray. <laughs> I mean, passing out on the floor of a bathroom, that is kind of up there. Like, I think that's worse than, like, driving slightly poorly. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. Oh, but, we, but by the way, we have... I mean, uh, not to judge anyone who's done that. I want to close on this. We have one... Uh, one vacancy to fill which i think segues nicely with passed out drunk on the floor of a bathroom oh man arkansas lost their defensive coordinator today hmm. so what are the job requirements to work with the beals you need a sick tat you totally need a sick tat which it's, it's, it's kind of open-ended 
It's probably better for you if you don't speak English. Not for the job, but for you, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to read those letters he's writing to random women because be, he'll he'll make you edit them. That'd be an amazing thing if every assistant Brett Bielema had ever had was completely illiterate in English. <laughs> Like totally not a speaker of English before he got them. He's like, "Oh, what do you do? I just, I just coach him up. All fluent in three months. It's one of my gifts." Erin Andrews, before I met her, didn't speak English. Look at her now. Are you saying Erin Andrews used to be a Brett Bielema assistant? Uh, well, she did so go to the University of Florida. So, okay. <laughs> yes, burn. That that was the rumor that they had dated. That's not that she's not, illiterate. That was the rumor. <laughs> Who started that, that rumor? I just did now. Wow. I just did. Don't. Crazy. Leave her alone. She's not the illiterate correspondent at ESPN. That's Tom Rinaldi, who's overcome a lot. A lot. Echolocation is a form of literacy. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Tom Rinaldi Aquaman? Is he a dolphin? <laughs> that would explain so much. That, like, Aquaman gets bored, and he's like, I guess I'll become a... Weepy correspondent for college football. I'll tell you what. Tom Rinaldi stepped it up this year. He did. The C is an inconsistent Years and years of of trying to make everybody cry, that dude delivered all year long. You remember he wore shorts on camera, right? Yes, he did that too. Yes, Yes. he did. And Flip the Script was very fun this year. Yeah. We saw a a lighter, more active, and funny Rinaldi. You think he's entering his, his his silver years? I, th- I think I think we're hitting prime Rinaldi right yeah, now. Yeah, this is going to get good. Yeah, <laughs> just wait till next year. He's going to be battle rapping and doing card <laughs> tricks. <laughs> Tom Rinaldi's doing David Blaine style tricks, where he's like, "Hold this apple! Oh my God, your ace is in the middle of it." And now here's Tom Rinaldi telling a dirty uncle joke. He's going <laughs> to murder Paul Feinbaum on air. But, but but in a fun way to the yeah. to the applause in an inspirational way to the applause of thousands, <laughs> including everyone on set. <laughs> It'll be like one of those big patriotic assassinations, like Franz Ferdinand. Some cultures think if you burn a man's body, his soul will never find peace. <laughs> no, Therefore, if you if you stab Feinbaum, though, it's just going to be sand that comes out. <laughs> sand and bugs, and then he'll oh. just. Then he'll just re- then he'll just wind himself back up. <laughs> the uh, but we do have to fill that defensive coordinator spot, which is uh, which is where I'm just going to go ahead and recommend an old hand, probably still knocking around Memphis since he was uh, most recently coaching with Hal Mummy. Let's bring Jolie Dunn back. Yeah, Jolie Dunn, barefoot Joe, three three five Sacramento. Let's bring that three three five over to Little Rock slash Fayetteville. I mean, it's crazy. But y'all already hired John L. Smith. I, I constantly get him confused with Joe Don Baker, so I'm going to pretend that's <laughs> who you're actually talking about. It is Joe Don Baker for defensive coordinator. <laughs> he's still alive. Uh, he's from the Southwest. He will wear a hat. Boom. That's it. That's it. I don't know what else you need. And, I mean, and but uh, he was out. in Fletch. He, he's out because he. Uh, he speaks English already. You don't know that. Yeah, you forgot about that. Could Come be. on. Prove it. Why? Because he acted? That's bullshit. That's true. He doesn't speak English. He's just a really good actor. <laughs> how do we, then how do we know Brett Bielema speaks English? <clears throat> Let me put it this way. You seen Air Bud? You seen the, the later Air Buds? Those dogs speak English. You believe that? Those yeah. dogs? Played by Joe Don Baker. Spencer. 
Boom. Goddamn, you guys have all the answers, don't you? You need to look this up on Snopes. <laughs> somebody, I, somebody please create a Snopes page. Can Joe Donbaker <laughs> speak English? <laughs> I'm on it. And then you know what? I'm going to skip Wikipedia, sheeple, and I'm going to go to the real <laughs> reference guide, hogveld.net. <laughs> They'll get to the bottom of this. i seen it. Chemtrails over Fayetteville. <laughs> it's actually just cheese whiz. <laughs> They're just dropping a fine mist of pork lard. Aerosolized pork lard. That sounds pretty good. Why, why are we so happy? You can thank that B-52 up there just spitting out the sweetest evil you'll ever feel on your skin. No, but that does sound pretty good. And by uh, B-52, you mean Fred Schneider flying through the sky. <laughs> no, no, no. He's illegal in Arkansas for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Just Ryan Mallet lobbing <laughs> passes over the whole state. Passes made of cheese. Mm. All right, we'll end, we'll end there. <laughs> passes made of cheese. That'll do it every time. That'll do it. <laughs>